And you're welcome to Racing Only Better as we look ahead to the weekend's action. We have a mixture of flat racing and national hunt racing in Doncaster, Kelso and Kempton in the company of the one and only Mr. Tony Calvin. How are you, TC? I'm good, Ashley. Good. Quite good. It's on Tuesday. Yeah. Lovely. I'm still here to tell the tale tomorrow. Uh, for Excellent. Tomorrow for the hospital. Are you one of these people who um, actively avoids going to the dentist and then when you do go, hope that nothing's wrong? Or do you go just to keep on top of things and hope that nothing does go wrong? Well, the dentist. Mm. No, I, I, no, I'm quite good with that. I mean, they are. Well, you know, if you if you want to, if you want to, you got young kids, don't you? If you want to, yeah. they, they've either got to be a, a, a dentist or a vet if they want right. to earn a lot of money. <laughs> right. Okay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Dan, how are your teeth? Purdy whites, as always. No, my Hampsteads aren't too clever. Generally, they're fine. Oh. I don't have many many fillings and stuff, but I do wish I'd have had a brace when I was at school. I mean, mm. getting bullied for being short was enough, though. As Without adding a brace into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, listen, this is not a psychologist chair, lads. Come on, come on. We're here to tip winners. we got racing coming up. Money back special in the 205, the Magnolia Stakes at Kempton on the Sportsbook and the Exchange. So it's money back as a free bet if your horse fails to place in the 205 at Kempton, the Magnolia Stakes. We'll get to that in due course. But we'll kick off with Doncaster, gents, if you don't mind. And a flat card at Doncaster, the 115 is the Brockles B, and um, Dan, you can talk us through this. So it's a five for unconditional stakes. A Persian Force is a very short price favorite for Richard Hannon at seven to five. We've got Beach Breeze in there at three to one. Blatant 11 to two. Kiss and Cuddle, which is I'll be doing later on tonight with myself on the couch. Uh, Jiffy Boy, <laughs> 15 to two, and it's 10 to one bar. Um, short price five, are you with or against? Well, what I can say is, I sound like a Tory MP then. What I can say is, um, well, what I may say, <laughs> Mr. Johnson, <laughs> is. We do have some predictive ratings at Timeform where we put into the pot sires, precocity, record of the family, sales mm. price, trainer mm. record, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it does have Persian force. It's not actually that surprising, is it? He costs 225 grand. Right. I mean, uh, he's probably cost more than the rest of them combined. I bet he's the most expensive horse to ever run in this race. He comes out clear on those ratings. And sorry to tell you that the favourite's probably going to win the Brocklesby. But it's a race where I don't care what people say that you can't have a bet in races like this. I want to because it signals the start of the flat season and I will be having a little bit on Persian Force just because it's fun. Lovely. The Dan Barber mathematical equation says Persian Force is a good thing. He's seven to five. My kind of price. I'm with you all the way, my <laughs> good friend. Fantastic. Okay. That's the rock has to be done. The uh, 150 on the card then. At, <laughs> Calvin's at the head. I think, yeah, you know, shaking his head. Good job. We, good job. We didn't ask him about that race. He would be <laughs> awesome. uh, let's move on to the cabin, shall we? The 156 furlong again, listed race. Um, we have another short price, enough favorite. Charles Charlie Hill's horse, uh, Garris at seven to four, uh, hops the market at the moment. Diligent Harry for Clive Cox at nine to four. Bielsa, our old pal, is in here at nine to two. No longer manager at Leeds, but in the horse racing terms, very much around and alive. Uh, Mo Salita at eight to one, and it's ten to one bar, including Mondamej who had a, a nice win last season as well. A lot of these horses, obviously, people remember from last season. It's all about refamiliarizing yourself, Tony, with the flat horses yeah. after the National Hunt highlighted Cheltenham, isn't it? Yeah, I've uh, I've pretty much reset myself to flat mode. And I, I, you quite enjoy going back and uh, familiarizing yourself with, with last season. So, yeah, it's a bit of fun, really. Um, Garris, it's it's the old, it's the old um, punting dilemma, isn't it? I mean, he was... It was a massive five to one earlier in the week when you just knew this race was was gonna was gonna cut up to a certain degree. And it, it was has. five to one, was he? Yeah, five fives and four to one, three to oh, one uh, with a sports book. They 
they knew what was coming as regards the race cutting up a bit and some of the some of the bigger name horses coming out. Um, and obviously now he's in the seven to four, but I mean the case for him is considerable. So you know I wouldn't put anybody off, but I wouldn't. It just I just bought bought a bit shy of doing it myself. I mean the stable won the race last year. Um, he's the highest rated horse in the race at 110. Only just mind you from Dedded and Harry. Uh, but crucially, he's, he's a Group Three winner, and he won a um, he won a Group Three in France last August on August the 29th. If it, that had happened two days later, it'd have been carrying a five pound Group Three penalty here. All oh, right. Um, like I say, the stable won this race last year. He uh, he and there's four. I think I've got about four forward goes in the race. He normally sits off them and pounces late, uh, as he did in France last year. I, I think he's got the absolutely ideal setup. He's not a standout on form. Like I said, he is top rated, but he's not a massive standout. So I think seven to four is probably a little bit skinny now. But if you're looking at the most likely winner, don't look anywhere else. And if you're not bothered about price and bothered about finding the most likely winner, Garris is your man, Hubert. Yeah. Did you take any of the uh, five to one toys, right? Uh, I did, yes. Lovely, lovely. Sitting pretty. Sitting pretty, Tony Calvin. I'll follow you in at seven to four because, as you know, price blind doesn't take these things. Anyway, uh, Dan, are you with Tony or Gareth here? I can totally see it. There was a period as well where during the the off season, whatever you want to call it, the all weather season, Hills had about he ran about six horses and had five winners in a in a ridiculously potent runner form. So that's another thing to add into the mix. But I do think the top horse is the overpriced one now, Bielsa or Old Pal. Did us that favour in the Air Gold Cup last season. He held his form really well. There's just a I'm, what I do at this time of year, I just look how horses have run fresh before. And his performance first time out last season where he tried to give £12 to Comanche Falls, who ended up the season rated higher than Bielsa. He was that progressive. I thought Red really well, so I'm not that concerned that he'll be backward or anything. I think he'll be ready to go. He's a course and distance winner. There's not a gap at all, not much of a gap at all between those top handicaps and these listed races. So whilst they appreciate Garris is the obvious go-to, I thought Bielsa was the remaining value in the race at 92. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, there's only two places, obviously, so I don't know. Win only, obviously? Win only, yeah. Win okay. only. Okay, right. Let's move on to the 225. So the Spring Mile, one mile handicap. General Lee, 225 Doncaster is your 72 favourite. Empire State of Mind, um, a good song by uh, our good friend over in America. His name escapes me. Married to Beyonce, Jay Z, uh, seven to two. Empire State of Mind. Mustawa at five to one for Heather Man. You've got Star Shield six to one. A boy named Ivy at six to one, and it's fifteen to two. Bar Daniel Barber. Um, yes, yeah, open enough here. The old um, Spring Mile. Who do you fancy, please? Yeah, I'm going there. First thing to know, I mean, I saw James Millman tweeted about it. The field size for this is unbelievable. It, there's only nine declared. It's normally a 20. It's 20, 20 yeah, what's going on, do you think? What God is knows. That? It was a 20 runner yeah. race last year. 29, yeah. I remember last year. I remember a couple 20 of 20 runners, yeah. I just feel a bit of comfort that it's not just the jumps getting a load of grief for having small fields. Thank yeah. you. Um, very kind of them. I thought a boy named Ivy was interesting. Again, going back to reappearance form. Um, last season he, he won at Red Car on his return so he's ready to go he's edged back down to the same mark he's off 83 clearly being fresh he's no issue and later in the season he had some other good efforts to his name that second to, to Mosborne that reads well that horse went in again next time he's not outstandingly well handicapped I don't think but I wouldn't think many of these are I think most of them I think we know where we, where we stand with them so a boy named Ivy I thought was the potential bet in this and well, he can back yeah. him each way 
Well, my dad left home when I was three and he didn't leave much to mom and me, just his old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. What's the song? A boy named Johnny Cash. Sue. Sue. There we go. Not to be confused with the horse, a boy named Ivy, which is both spelt and pronounced differently. By DC, <laughs> really like... And he's not a song. Yeah. Really, really like DC. <laughs> we, um, we mentioned uh, there were 20 runners last year. Uh, Mostawa was third in that race, beating three oh, yeah. length off a five-pound higher mark. So if you're looking for the best handicapped horse in the race, albeit one that's maybe a bit more exposed than the others, then you've got to, you've got to side with Mustawa here. And I think at five to one with the sports book, five to one upwards is, is a very, very good price uh, for this horse, I think. And um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's not only that running in this race last year. Um, he went on to run some really good races and defeat at uh, Ascot on York afterwards. Mm-hmm. And he's got the big seeds. So he's got the big field handicap form. He's got the handicap mark. I thought he shaped all right at Kempton uh, last mm-hmm. time after two month break. Uh, Sylvester D'Souza's back on board. He's he's been on. He's ridden him and some of his better performances, including um, including a win. Like I say, this horse isn't on winless run since 2020, but mm-hmm. you know, back in a back in a back in a much lesser renewal than he was. Uh, he was third in last year off five pound high mark. I think Mostara is weighted to win, as we say. But he, like I said, his lack of a his lack of a victorious mentality is a slight worry, but like I said, the handicap mark is there. It's, 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 it's a gift if they've got him primed for this race once again. Brilliant. Okay, great. So again, five to one um, and currently five to one. Um, a star for Tony Calvin. Um, TC, I'll just get your thoughts um, on the Doncaster mile. Um, again, it's a listed. Chinders is 11 to 8 on here. Is he the most likely winner or do you see well, value? It's a small you know, game. But joking aside, I know we, we take the piss about you and price and stuff. If you want an 8 to 11 shot, this has got everything going for it. Um, right. Two from two at the track, including yeah. a group two win. Um, he's won first time out in, in his two racing seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, the best horse in the race by at least eight, eight pounds. Right. Fifth in the Guineas. He's fifth in uh, the pre-Jacques Noir Group 1 form. Um, he's head and shoulders above this. Is this another horse, which was mystifyingly five to two and twos across the board on Tuesday morning. What? And by, and by the end of the day, it was top price fives and odds on in most places. I mean, like I said, <laughs> this, this, was, this was a race that was always going to massively cut up. It has. He's, he's by far the best horse in the race. If you do play at odds on, I can't see any holes in this horse eight to eleven. You never know first time up, but all these profiles suggest he's just going to shit in here. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's my kind of language, all right. But I mean, like, did you and did you take any of the five two? By the way, don't make me sick. I did have a look. Oh God, two <laughs> <Sorry> now. <laughs> Calvin is on a good weekend. I, why you always seem to do really well in the old flat season? Anyway. Right, okay, so Chindit, 8 to 11, uh, gets stuck in. Chindit and the Fancy Man double, by the way, same trainer, uh, 7 to 2 it works out. Anyway, we'll come back to that. And the 3.35 is the Lincoln, it's over a mile at Doncaster. You've got Mujtaba at uh, 7 to 2 for William Haggis. Modern News, 15 to 4. Uh, Salim, Salim, is it? At 9 to 2. Notre Bell Bet at 8 to 1, and it's 10 to 1 bar. Okay, Dan, and kick us off here. Uh, I don't know. I can't really make sense of this one. Have you had a No, next? I never um, can. I do the usual of trying to pretend I couldn't possibly back a shorty in the Lincoln and then they just go and win anyway. Um, I'm going to go back to it. I say old pal. He's actually an old enemy because he never did as a good turn last season. But Irish Admiral struck me. He's way down the pecking order in his own stable, probably. But it wasn't 
It wasn't that long ago when we were all like buzzing over his chance at the way he'd shaped at York that day where he, he can't tell. Was it day Epsom mm-hmm. as well where he powered through the race and was still on the bridle? It took until he went to the glorious um, climbs of Redcar to finally win his second race of the season. But he's off the same mark. Uh, he's, all, he's only four pounds higher. He's off the same mark as he was raised to last, last season. Tongue tie goes on. Yeah. And for me, there is an angle, and that's just the fact that, A, we think he's potentially well handicapped still, but B, maybe a big field mile with loads of cover is what's going to see him excel. I'm not expecting him to win necessarily, but he's a massive price. I don't think he'll lack for fitness. I can see him tanking through the race as usual, and a tongue tie has gone on, so maybe the tongue tie is the thing that's been missing and stopping him seeing his races uh, out thoroughly. I mean, the likes of darkness, I believe there's a, there's a word for him. Mushtaba has been the obvious one for a long while for this, but I'm going haggis second or third string Irish Admiral to run well at a big price. Okay. Yeah. A big price indeed. 25 to one. Um, Tony Calvin, presumably you like something at a, a reasonably big price too here. I just want to ask Dan if he's all right. Cause he, he actually just said that on the bridle instead of, the Eric Idol. On the Eric. On the Eric yeah. Idol. You feel all right there, Dan? I know. Uh, maybe. It's a Cheltenham fever, resolution. isn't it? Cheltenham <laughs> fever is going to use it on the jumps, do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, Dan mentioned darkness here, and I'm kicking myself because I did a I did an anti-post piece effect and got better on Monday. And I was going to charge darkness because... You like their music. Yeah, because of the... Because um, you believe in a thing called love. Called love. Just messed it up right above my head. Actually, that's one of the four songs I've actually ever heard of. Um, <laughs> no, it's like the catering is quite, it's, it's on the profile of the trainer as much as the horse because David O'Mara just targets this race. Um, he, you know, he's any number of horses. He actually won this with Bravery in 2017, first time up, first run yeah. for Aiden O'Brien, since leaving Aiden O'Brien. Yeah. Um, a load of ex-French horses he's had uh, of run blinders uh, in this race. First time up, uh, Mondelez just got touched off by Gabriel in 2015. That went on to be a grade one. Lord Glitter second to a Dave, who were ridiculously handicapped in this race uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, that went on to win a grade one. Uh, and, you know, he's had a lot of horses like Horsedar that's finished uh, placing this at 66 to one. So... Um, Omara targets this race, and why I didn't back, I didn't tip him on Monday because 25s because I had we hadn't seen him since July, and I just assumed something was wrong. And I just thought, as an ex Frenchie, the, the drying ground we should mention the grounds is good to soft, it might even go good uh, on Saturday. I was worried about the drying ground might be, um, might be against him, but um. Someone, someone close to the yard, or someone's connected to the yard. I actually read my article on Monday and spoke to me on Tuesday, saying, "No, I had a clear run through, been kept for this race, been targeted, and given the training, you have to max, you have to give him maximum respect here. He's about fourteen to one on the exchange, and sportsman playing t- uh, six places if you want to play him each way. But I thought darkness is very, very interesting. The problem with this race is, I love the first three in the market." Um, so you have to utilise those six places with a sportsman, maybe. But I'll take my chances, win only with, with darkness. But the first three in the market are all Sign unexposed for you. Almost feels like they saved the Omeros, doesn't it? Given yeah, no, they, they have. Uh, yeah, apparently they bought him for 70 grand uh, in July. And uh, they, they keep horses back for this. They think it's well handicapped. Mondelis being a classic example yeah. from France. Um, 
Um, like I said, Lord Glitter's second in the race, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, they do target this race and they do ready one, a stable debutant, first time up, and they just they just bumped into a, a Gabriel on the song in 2015 with a future ready one winner. But, yeah, so Darkness is really, really interesting. But top three in the market, I think, are going to be very, very hard to chin collectively. I think one of them will probably win, but, you know, they're, they're factored into their prices. The other one I've taken a big uh, stab at, it's 33 to 1, um, six places with a sports book, and that's what's the story. Now, he's eight-year-old. He's twice the twice the um, the age of all the principals, so all four-year-olds, so he hasn't really got the profile for this. But what he has got is a falling handicap mark, a uh, really good course form, um, and you like I say, he's... he's uh, the course form really, really, really good. He's, he's won off a break before. Uh, he's won up this course off a break before. His best run last season was in, in the Doncaster Mart on this card uh, last season when he when he split uh, much higher rated horses in top rank and Montevon. If he comes back to that kind of form off a mark of 101, what's the story? Um, he, he's, he's handicapped to do some damage. He's got some big field handicap form. He's two pound lower than winning the Clipper Logistics uh, about three years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean... I, like like everyone, he's probably been primed for this race, but they've got him in here off a really good handicap mark and 33, six places with the sports, but will do for me as a saver. So darkness win. What's the story each way? Six Lovely. Okay, we're switching to um, Kelso, then National Hunt and two races to, to go through there. The Schloss Roxburgh Hotel, a handicap hurdle. It's a 135 on the card here. Son of the Sum for Brian Elson is their 5-2 favourite. Good times, bad times for Sandy Thompson at... 11 to 2. Sheriff Garrett, 8 to 1, alongside Romeo Brown, is also 8 to 1, and Headscarf Lil, and it's 10 to 1 bar. Um, Dan, yeah, I don't know, no strong views on this. Obviously, week after Cheltenham, I mean, how, how much can we expect of these horses? But uh, have you picked in the end here? Well, this is more like it, isn't it? I'm doing Kelso for Ocean TV on Saturday. So um, oh, I, did lo- I did look into staying at this, the hotel mentioned, and then I saw. I saw how much it was and decided I'll stay in a Premier Inn instead, I think. Um, uh, two for me in this. One of them is market leader, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went shorter still. That's Son of the Somme. He's he's basically very progressive. He's had four runs now in handicaps, all for Brian Ellison. Has been second on three occasions. He's won on the other, and that was a decisive win as well. The defeat last time, he ran into a horse who'd run to a high-level win in a bumper, and then was making his handicap debut. So basically, I think he ran into one who was very well handicapped. They pulled Miles Clay of a third in uh, Turning Gold, who'd won on his previous start. So I thought he was a very, very solid market leader for a stable that's fine and a jockey who can do no wrong. Um, but I'm going to throw a dart as well at Lovely Moon. Now, I do fear a bit of a burn-up, which will probably scupper Lovely Moon because Sheriff Garrett's in there. Not sure they will revert to force in the pace with Frightened Rabbit, but he's another one who's best going from the front. But he's dropped five. He's way better off at the weights as a result with a couple of these that finished ahead of him at Carlisle last time. And you stop the race at the at the last, and he looks like he's going to finish in the frame. So I thought he was a runner at a big price. It wasn't long ago that he was winning by 18 lengths in a fairly competitive Clonmel handicap for the grade. Uh, this wouldn't be as competitive. So one at the front end, who I thought was a very worthy favourite, and one who I think is worth chancing at the with the turnaround at the weights. 
Lovely. And if anyone from the Roxburgh Hotel is listening, your manager, owner, who would like to give our good friend, uh, he's a, a fantastic guest. He'll entertain the crowd. He'll come down and have a couple of glasses of goggles. I'd like to put him up for the night in the Roxburgh Hotel after a hard day's work for Racing TV at Kelso Racecourse. Uh, please get in touch with the podcast or at Daniel Barber on Twitter. Just go find him out. And I'm sure he'll be very open to some sort of quid pro Make sure quo the mini bars arrangement. Well stopped, please. Yes, exactly. Uh, Tony Calvin, uh, who have you come down in um, Kelso? He's currently 14s with a sports book, but given his profile, I think he'd be double that on the exchange win only. I've um, I've had a bit on. I'm trying to think of the horse now. Let me have a look. Back, what's the course? Back Rocky, back Rocky. Yeah, back, back Rocky. Sorry, yeah, back Rocky. Um, I just thought he's very interesting. Now, if, if you saw him run last week at Newcastle, you wouldn't give him any chance. Um, out of nine. Yeah, he was. He made the running. He, he can be a bit of a pig. Uh, and he made the running there and he just he just like tailed himself off late on. Um, so on that, and he's got a very, very patchy profile, obviously. But he, there's, there's a couple of things that, that, that point to his chances here uh, at a big price. That's, he, he's down to a mark of 104 now. They've dropped him four pounds. Um, and if you go back to his Hexham run, um, he's got in December, he's got a massive chance here. The horses he split there, he only got to be a half a length. They're now rated 117 and 113. And he's obviously off a mark of So if he comes back to that, he's definitely on a winning mark. Now, mm. the problem is he did run like a pig last time. And he, and he, he ran like a drain. But Last two times, really. Yeah, well, that's twice. But what he's got now, they, they put the tongue tie back on for the first time since uh, Listow, uh, because he's ex-Irish. If you go back and look at that run, he was going to finish third there, and it was a decent maiden hurdle. And uh, the, the jockey just fell off the running or saddle slipped or whatever. So he would have posted a decent effort there, and that was on good ground over two miles. Um, this horse is a, more of a stayer. So that, that, that's promising. But um, what really more interests me, I mean, the horses that are sour and don't travel early on the races, they can be transformed by first-time cheap pieces, is what we've got here. I mean, there's any number of, you know, and he's a front runner, so hopefully it will transform a like cloth cap in the Labrooks Trophy. But uh, hopefully if he travels more kindly, he goes from the front. He has got competition with the lead. I, I just think he, he he could have a massive run in him. And I looked at Sandy Thompson's trainer uh, stats with first-time cheap pieces, and he's four from 19 since 2016, and that's better than his normal average strike rate with all horses. So that's that's always a positive sign when you're looking for first-time. You know what? Off the top of my head, I think one of those runs in this race, I think good times, bad times was first-time headgear when I was at air, and he won, in the, and he, he goes in the same race. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, um, the stable form is a little bit of a worry, but, um, but yeah, I, I just thought, I just thought off that handicap mark, if, 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 the, if the combination of the headgear coming together for the first time, if they sweeten them up uh, going from the front, it, it could be very, very interesting off a, mm. off a basement mark. Lovely. Okay. Good stuff. So, uh, strong shape for. Uh, back Rocky, as TC said, ignore the last run. Okay, the uh, next, uh, the, the last race we're going to talk about, Kelso, is, Kelso, I should say, is the 315 on the card. It's the Herring Queen Series Handicap, and it is two miles for novices, and Theatre Glory is your 50-day favourite for Nicky Henderson. You've got Can Can at 5-1, to one, Betty Blue also 5-1, to one, Hasifa at 8-1, to one, Ray Deschamps at 8-1, to one, alongside Ali Omana, and it's how would you like bar the rest? Okay, well, TC, kick us off here then. Have you got a bet in this one? Um, I stopped short of having a bet. This horse was, this mare was 14s earlier on in the day in a place. Um, 
it's obviously, but the general price was eight, so it was just an out of line price. Raider Shumps is interesting here. Now she has, um, she's got a very lightly raised profile. She won her only point. Uh, she's had three hurdle starts, and the most impressive one was the, the win last time at Musselburgh when she showed a really good attitude to win in a really good time. Raider Shumps, uh, only four pound higher here, given this is only her fourth hurdle start, and given that you know that unbeaten point profile. Uh, I thought she was oh, she was interesting. I thought eight was fair, but I looked mm. at the race and I just thought it, it had it had a lot of depth to it. So I thought I don't really need to push it here. But if I was going to have a bet, it'd be Raider Shumps at eight to one. Okay, Raider Shumps eight to one. I think the favourite is uh, pretty hard to beat. Dan, Taylor Glory. Well, you've got to be with or against, haven't you? That sort of prize. You've got to be quite strong one way or the other. If I'm looking for doubts, I'm thinking the way she wandered last time and. The dropping trip. I mean, she might just outclass them. Maybe she's just too good. It wasn't long ago that she was finishing third to LA Bell and the horse that, yeah, possibly no name, the horse was, that was second in the Mayor's Novice at Cheltenham for Henderson. So her form's there, but I don't know. I think I think there's a horse that just won't be the price that the sportsbook have made him at the moment. I'll probably made her at the moment. That's Ali Amana, time form top rated. She's just a quick horse, this. Now, she was an early juvenile for being up at Perth one day where she should have won. She then won there by a mile. She had a break. I mean, we know the stable is better than sensational season. She had a, a break, came back at Wing Canton the other day and just ran them ragged, just blasted off in front. And I think the handicap has been very kind, giving a 1-1-4 anyway. But because she's a four-year-old filly, she's getting a £10 allowance as well. So she's actually £10 it well in with that age allowance. I don't see any competition for the lead. I just think she's just going to blast off. And on quick conditions around a sharp track, I, I just don't, not sure she'll come back. I mean, if they get to her, it'll only be late on. It might be on the long running, but I think she might just be too fast for them. I just cannot see for a second her starting at eight to one. I just don't think she will. Uh, my saving material will be Hasifa, and that's a ground angle, really. Was good on uh, when it was good conditions at. Uh, market raising on hurdling debut saw off a, a fair pair has since run on soft and heavy and probably just been unsuited by it, it was a, she was a flat horse who had a bit of pace so I think that's been against her but yeah it's mainly all about Ali Amana for me blast off nice. in front like an elastic band and not come back lovely okay I take the price now as Dan says it will go off shorter um, right come to the 205 which is as I said at the top of the show money back as a free bet on the exchange or the bet for a sports book if your horse fails to play. So it's pretty much a free bet. Um, if you're going to back a horse. One thing on that race, you, um, on the pace maps I do, um, I had Martha, I had two other horses in there, Better Blue Sky and Martha Willier as potential um, flying the ointments for Dan there. Hmm. I just sort of think with that, this is a genuine, has no other way of going. I sort of think those horses have just been ridden prominently because they've been running novices, you know, with four or five runners and they've probably been sp- I mean, Bella Blue Sky, it wasn't like she forced the pace really strongly. Or same with Martha Will. I just, I just don't think any of them can lead the filly anyway. I just think she's too quick for them. You know, do you know Milton Harris's claim to, you like the singing, don't you? <laughs> Milton Harris's claim to fame. What former singer did he, did he claim he used to go out I, with? I do, yeah. She's a, I'll be passing this city on the way up with a Belinda in front of it. Oh, is it, is it a town of Belinda Carlisle, isn't it? Yeah. Boozing exactly. with Cary Grant. Yeah, mind you, after my after my celeb spot with Laura Woods, I feel like I'm in the same company. To be honest, absolutely, and and right, you should be as well. And right, the two or five accounts said last money back as a free bet if your horse fails to place on this exchange with the sports book. It's uh, the two or five, which is the Magnolia Stakes here. Fancy man, 
That was the aforementioned double with Shindon works out seven to two. It's thirteen to eight here for Richard Hannon. Uh, Felix ten to three. Father of Jazz five to one. King of the South for William Knight seven to one. It's eight to one bar. Um, right, um, Daniel, fancy man for me, and I'm going to do the double, so I will be quids in. Well, here's one for you. If this, if we were talk about this race this time last year, what price would Father of Jazz been? He was like a real up and coming force on the all weather scene. He was he just completed a hat trick by winning a Linkfield handicap by four and a half That's lengths right. when on. Yeah. He yeah. finished third in a winter derby. And if you just take the view that turf wasn't for him, because he didn't really fire after that, he ran in the Doncaster Mile on the same day as this um last season, then I don't think for a second he'd beat the price he is. I think he'd have been disputing favoritism or very close to it. And that's just my angle. Hood on to make him settle better. Stable are absolutely brilliant. And the prospects, him just being an all-weather horse, if he is, and he gets back to that form and promise he showed as he was climbing the ranks last season, he's the one I want to be with. Third in a winter derby where mm. things didn't go his way. He's a keen horse, so the hood could be absolutely crucial. And I can just see Kempton suiting him really well. He's never been there, but, you know, he'll come from the back. He'll probably be patiently ridden. I can just see mm. him having a long sweeping run and quickening into the front. Okay, five to one, father of jazz for Dan Barber. So against the Fav, what about you, Tony Calvin? Um, just before I go on, um, Dan's interested. Uh, in the last 10 years, uh, variance 24 from 110, the first time hood. So that was that is not a negative by any means whatsoever. Mm. So he certainly knows what he's doing there. I liked Felix, but I didn't like the price. Um, I thought he ran well in the Jebel Hatter last time. Obviously, it's a grade one name only, but he, he ran well there. I think he should have beaten Pole Driver at uh, mm-hmm. in November. Um, one from one at the track, but the only problem is he is drawn widest here. Um, and I thought there was a bit of depth to the race. And I wanted bigger than 100 to 30. So uh, I like Felix, but I don't like the price. Okay, let's move on then. The last race we're going to talk about is the 240. At Kempton, um, again, it's a two-wide handicap here. The Queen's Prize handicap states to give it its uh, official title. Um, Tony, just you on this one. So, Bandinelli is uh, your 94 trade for Charlie Appleby. I wonder what kind of a season he's going to have this year. I'd imagine a very good one. Imperium 10 to 3, Molly Wood 5 to 1, Auriferous, is it at 7 to 1? And it's 10 to 1 bar. Right, last word to you, Tony, and yourself only, please. Who do you like? Um... To no real opinion in this. I quite like the favourite, but nine to four is probably a little bit skinny. I think you'll, I think you might even get towards freeze on the exchange. If you okay. want to play an each way in a race, uh, I thought just does was 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 half interesting. Four races in France, didn't do anything on his first two starts over here, but showed a lot more over course and distance last time in a qualifier. Mm. If he goes forward again, he'll have an each way chance of ten to one with the sportsbook. I think the tens is fair, but. Um, no, I just it is not that it didn't appeal to me, my the shape of the race for me, but um, I just as each way if you are one an interest, but I won't be having a bit myself. Lovely, that's Doncaster, Kelso, and Kempton all covered again. Just a reminder, one more time, money back is a free bet if your horse fails to place in the Magnolia Stakes 205 at Kempton. Let's get your naps, please, gentlemen. I will kick us off. I'm going for the double, I'm going for the Richard Hannon double. Fancy man and shinned at seven to two. Lock that price in now, Barry Orr. I don't want to hear this talk. No, no, no. It went off at six to five. Seven to two. I'm taking the price now. Double. Let's go. Uh, Tony Calvin, who do you like? Uh, I like quite a few, but I think Mostawa probably would be my idea of the favourite in the 225. So at five to one or whether we get a bet for SP. Mm. Mostawa, in a much weaker renewal than last year. Um, I think that ranks a decent bet. Mostawa. I like that. Mostawa. You make a really good case for that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Dan, what's your own case for it? Uh, 315 Ali Amana to run around Kelso like the hare in a greyhound race and not come back. Lovely. Ali you to fight sign off with. Yeah, Belinda Carlisle. Well, give us, give us name on there, Dan. I'll say I'm blanking for me. I was going to bring my guitar in and play the the darkness um, opening. Gets sh- rich. Sh- no, that's the um, Is that Show Me Heaven? No, it's not. Belinda Carlisle. Let me hear it. Look there. Anyway, um, Kevin Blake. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Blake will be sing back. Show Me Heaven. Anyway, we'll be back. Heaven is ooh, hey, be if you know what it's worth. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Say it, heaven. Love comes first. Anyway, he's got like movements, essentially. I'm saving you for the there. Stick a euro That's in it. and he goes off. <laughs> I'm like David Brent. Anyway, right. Well, punch us down. I'll do you a live version of that. I promise at the race. And um, well, thanks to Dan, to Tony. Uh, Kevin will be back with Vanessa uh, and Tony on Wade In on Monday. So make sure you tune in for that. Enjoy the weekend's racing. Gabble responsibly as always. Enjoy the weekend.